Well, good morning, church. My name is uh, is Kramer Payne. It is an honor and a privilege and a gift to be with you this morning. Uh, one of my greatest friends in the whole world, his name's AJ King. He drove all the way here from Edgewood to listen to a fool like me talk. So I just want to shout him out real quick. Uh, but I am excited to share what I feel like God has put on my heart uh, for our community together this morning. And as we dive in, I just want you to know that whether you believe nothing about God, uh, whether you're angry with God, whether you've been following Jesus for a long time, uh, whatever you believe, uh, you are loved and you belong in this space. Uh, and if anyone tells you otherwise on your way out of here, they are wrong. Uh, and they can email Gino about it. But <laughs> I am excited to share what I feel like God has put on my heart for our community. Uh, you might ask yourself, and I always like to let you know why I'm wearing what I am wearing. Uh, in that video, Gino was wearing a sweater with a button up underneath it. Spent my whole life trying to be like him, so here I am today. <laughs> I wear these boots because my dad got them for me, and I just always try to fit into what he is. And I wear these pants because I've had them since second grade. We're going to pick up a story together uh, in the scriptures. Uh, and we're going to continue our series, A Simple Story. And we're going to read a story today that Jesus tells. Uh, maybe you've heard this story before, but I would encourage you to lean into these next few moments, allow the God of everything, the God who created you and I, uh, maybe to speak to you in a new and fresh way this morning. Can we do that together? Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, the title of this morning's message, what I'm calling it, is All In on the Value. So turn to the person next to you real quick and say, you got value. Turn to uh, the person that you ignored and say, don't worry, you got value too. <laughs> Man. We're in church this morning. We're already leaving people out. It's fine. Uh, but this is what the Bible says. I'm picking it up. Luke chapter 15. Now, I'm going to read verses 1 through 2. And then I'm going to hop down to verses 8 through 10. Uh, if you've got a Bible, you can pull it out. If not, I'm only judging you on the inside. But this is what the Bible says. Luke 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, verse 8. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Right here in this story, Jesus tells us about a woman who, who loses a coin and she searches and searches until she finds it. And then he says that when we repent, we too can experience joy. As we unpack this story together for these next few moments, my hope is that you would leave today feeling encouraged in the truth that you have value. And as we dive in, would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for these moments that we get to share right here and now. We ask Jesus that you would speak to us. Would the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight? Jesus, would you move how, how you want to? And would we hear the truth of who you are and what you say about us? In your mighty name, Jesus, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Show of hands. Anybody ever have a hot pocket before? Hot pocket? Praise the Lord. Uh, I... Uh, in middle school, I kind of looked like a freak. I would call it my ugly stage. 
Uh, my main man, Tim Quinn, who attends church here, he's a wonderful orthodontist. But uh, he slapped three braces on my two front teeth and one of my side teeth. And I looked kind of like an idiot. And I would go to school, uh, and I always desired for girls to think that I was really attractive in middle school. Uh, praise the Lord for Alyssa Payne now. Uh, but I would go, and there was this one really cute girl at school that I really wanted to think that I was cute too. And I noticed every day at lunch that she would order a Hot Pocket and a chocolate milk. So I had this idea of I will sneak out of class early, get to lunch. I will order two Hot Pockets and two chocolate milks. I will go sit at her lunch table. I will slide a Hot Pocket across the table and I will say, do you want to go to McDonald's with me after school? <laughs> so lunchtime rolled around. I get there, get my two Hot Pockets, my two chocolate milks. I go to where she's sitting, table full of girls. I slide a hot pocket across the table, pepperoni. And I say, think you're really cute. Do you want to go to McDonald's with me after school? And she looked at me in the eyes and she said, who would want to go on a date with a buck toothpaste kid like you? And I said, praise God. (laughs) You think these teeth right now are huge. Imagine them on a small little seventh grader. (laughs) And I remember running to the office crying. I call my mom. My mom, come pick me up. My mom's an amazing human being. She comes, picks me up. I go home. At my house, where my parents live, they got photos of us four kids all over the walls upstairs. And it's like a line of photos of like my brother, who's just like macho man, like sexiest human alive. And then it's like my two sisters, most beautiful people ever. And then there's me. Just like three braces, buck toothpaste kid. And I like walk down the hall to go to my room and cry in my pillow. And as I'm walking down the hall, I see the photos of myself. And I punch three of the photos. And they're framed in glass. And I punch them as hard as I can. And the glass breaks, shatters, and my hand's bleeding. And I go into my room and I slam the door. My mom comes in. She says, what's wrong? said, I slid a hot pocket across the table. It didn't go so well. And she said, why did you punch the photos? Were, were, you, were you mad at what's going on or, or do you not like who you are? And I said, I hate myself. I feel like I have no value. And at that point in my life, I really believed that. And I think we as humanity, you and I, no matter what you believe about God or don't believe about God, I think that you and I, we have a value problem. That you and I place value on things that don't really matter. And me so very much included, we dish out value so quickly. That we, desi- we decide who is valuable or what is valuable by what we think, our own opinion, and our own momentary truths. And we wonder why Sometimes people don't feel loved. And we wonder why in culture today, depression and anxiety and insecurity and loneliness and hate are so prevalent. And then we read this story in Luke chapter 15. And Jesus tells us this simple story about value. And as Jesus does, he gives us a fresh and new perspective on how we are called to live. The woman in this story, the Bible says, loses a coin. 
she loses one coin, just one coin. And she sweeps the whole house, the Bible says. She looks in the essential oils cabinet for her coin. She's overturning the home goods pillows. She's looking under the pottery barn sofa. She is looking everywhere for this one coin. And the Bible says she searches until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls together her friends. She invites her neighbors. She calls the whole town and she says, come and celebrate with me for I have found what I had lost. And then Jesus says in verse 10, just so I tell you, there is that same joy in heaven when a person repents and comes back into relationship with Jesus. But it's just a coin. Like it is just one coin. I don't know about you, but it makes absolutely no sense to give that much effort, that much energy for just a coin. It seems foolish. It seems insane to give up that much of your time to search for something so small and so insignificant. And then it seems even crazier to spend effort and energy and time throwing a party for something like a coin. Unless you and I know the value of what is lost. Unless you and I place the correct value on something, we cannot see it clearly. Unless you and I place the correct value on people, we cannot see them clearly. To us, this coin in this story is small and insignificant and it has no value. But to the woman in this story, this coin would have been a whole day's wages. This coin would have allowed her to fulfill plans and passions and purposes that she had for her life. So because she knows the truth about the value, she seeks accordingly. Because she knows the truth about what is lost, she parties accordingly to when it is found again. She knows the true value of what was lost. Now do me a favor, imagine this for a moment. Just imagine it. Imagine this Sunday morning, I'm going to give away $100,000. Be like, Oprah, baby, greatest Sunday in church. I'm going to give you $100,000. Do me a favor, just imagine it for a moment. Would you want my $100,000? Yeah? I mean, we are in Gate Harbor, maybe not, but yeah. (laughs) But what if... On the way to your house, as I'm walking with my $100,000 cash to give to you, I accidentally drop it all over your lawn. And as I'm picking it up, I'm kind of stepping on a few of the bills and some of them got a little wet from the dew and some of them got a little dirty, but I still have the whole $100,000. Would you still want it? $100,000, yeah. Okay, but then then imagine if, if when you found out the $100,000 consisted of bills that got exchanged with some things that you didn't know about. That they weren't fresh and new and clean straight from the press. And then when I gave them to you, they were a little crinkled. They were kind of a little bent. They were a little messed up. But you'd still want my $100,000, right? Do you know why? Because you know it still has value. So then why 
do we sometimes collectively as people pretend like others do not have value because they're a little crinkled, they're a little dirty, they got a little stepped on? Why do you and I sometimes pretend like people don't have value because maybe they got exchanged with some stuff that they wish they didn't have to be exchanged with? Why do you and I sometimes pretend like people don't have value because they don't look like us? They don't act like us. They don't believe what we believe. I want to encourage you this morning that Jesus tells us this simple story because he wants all the people to know that they have value. In verses 1 and 2 in this story, the Bible says, now all the tax collectors and sinners, the broken and the dirty, were all drawing near to him. But the religious and the prideful grumbled. Grumbled. So Jesus then tells them a simple story. He tells them a story about a woman who loses a coin. And then she searches and searches and stops at nothing until she finds it. And once she does, she is so filled with joy that she invites the whole town over to party. And then Jesus says in verse 10, that's joy when a sinner repents. There is joy when we as people repent. Jesus tells us this story and then tells us at the end of it that there is joy when we desire transformation. That there is joy when we desire our hearts would change. That there is joy when the dirty and the broken repent from the lie that they think that they have no value. And that there is joy when the religious and prideful repent because they think it was us versus them and that they don't have value. In both people, in both cases, when there is repentance, when there is a desired change in heart, a desired transformation, Jesus says there is joy. And that is good news. Jesus says in a different part of the Bible in John chapter 15, he says this, Love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for their friends. Jesus says, love people like I have loved you. You know how Jesus loves you? He just told you a story about it, about a lost coin. When you and I were lost, he never stopped seeing the true value of who you are. When you and I were dirty and broken, when you and I were lost and hurt and ashamed and afraid, He never once stopped seeing the true value of who you are. So He tells us a story about a woman that never stops knowing the value of what was lost. And she searches and searches until she finds what is so valued and so loved. And Jesus does the same thing for you and he does the same thing for me because his love is consistent and constant. He is all in on the value of you. He sees you and he values your life, all that you are. 
So in this story, when the woman throws a party, Jesus is saying to you and I, when you repent and know your true value, all of heaven throws a party. But it doesn't stop there. Because if you just know that you are valued and don't share that other people are valued, then we miss the whole point. So now Jesus is calling us to love people in the same way. Remember verses 1 and 2. Some people are drawing near to Jesus. And some people are grumbling. And he tells this story of a lost coin so that we would know the true value of what is still lost. And that we would stop grumbling because people are annoying and people look different and people act different. And we would know their true value so that we would stop at nothing and tell that they know they are loved and valued. And what is of great value is not more stuff not more things, not more status. What is of great value is people. And the Bible says that Jesus came for all the people. What is of great value to God is people. So how do we love our friends? How do we love those who don't really even like us? How do we search for the lost coin like the woman did? How do we search for others like Jesus searches for us? We place the correct value on them. We place the correct value on people. We stop using our opinions, our feelings, our own personal truths. And we see them in the truth of who Jesus says that they are. No matter what they've experienced, no matter how dirty and broken and messed up, no matter how ashamed or fearful or hurt, Because all the people still have value to God. We love them the same way that Jesus loves us. God the Father sent Jesus because all the people have value to God. So we go all in on the value that Jesus places on people. So we search for them like the woman searched in this story. You see, because Jesus sees our true value. He looks at you and values you. He looks at people and values them. He sees the truth about us that we don't see. The truth that when we repent, we can be joyfully filled with the truth that we are children of God. The truth that we are set apart for good works. The truth that you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. The truth that you are, in fact, the joy that is set before Jesus. The truth that you are fully known by God. And yet still fully loved. And the truth that you are not what others think of you or what others say about you. But you are the truth who God says that you are. And that is loved and valued. Did you know that Jesus went all in on you before you ever thought about him? Before you ever cared? Before you ever heard his name? He was already all in on you. 
So our response as Jesus followers is to do the same with all the people that God created. That we love others just like Jesus loves us. We search until what is of great value becomes found. Because Jesus has not given up on you. He's not given up on me. He never grows weary. He never tires out. His grace is always enough. And He has never stopped seeing your true value. No matter what. The truth is, you and everyone in this city is so valuable to God that the price He paid for you was His Son. That the value that God the Father puts on your life is the price of His Son. That you are so valuable that what you cost was perfection in the form of Jesus. That you are so valuable and important that that is the kind of value God puts on your life. You are so loved and so valued by God. But please, do not waste your value. Do not waste your value grumbling that the people that you and I are called to love look different, act different than we wish that they did, that they're annoying, that they're just a little too much sometimes. Please do not waste your value because you're saved and it's good. Because, oh, it's just one person. Someone else will take care of that. Man, you know what? It's too much energy. It's too much effort. Please do not waste your value on your grumbling and in joyful repentance. Allow God to remind you of your true value so that your heart would transform and you would love others in the same way. It's not church services on Sunday that change people's lives. It's Jesus alive in you that change people's lives. That's how this city's going to change. That's how these schools are going to change. That's how your family's going to change. That's how your friends are going to change. Because all of a sudden, as you walk around with your true value, you're going to walk by someone and they're going to go, something smells different about them. They're going to be like, yeah, I know my true value. Man, where'd you get that? Hey, let me show you. How? By the way that I love you. Don't you dare judge somebody by who they are now rather than the journey that they're on with Jesus. They got to smell something different about your life to want to eat the meal. Allow them to taste and see that the Lord is good in you. Because that is what Jesus has called you to do. And as you and I collectively as Jesus followers, walk around knowing our true value. That we are chosen, set free, not forsaken, but forgiven, not judged, but redeemed, not abandoned, but a child of God, not lost, but found to be with the Father. Would we then go out and love people like Jesus has called us to?
Would we, in response of the value that God has placed on us, go and love all the people that God has created because He has placed all the value on them too? I want to encourage you this morning. When you see your life as God sees you, and you start believing the truth about who God says that you are, then you start to see the true value in everyone else that you encounter. You begin to realize that you are called to no longer live grumbling, but you are called to live in constant joyful repentance and complete surrender to the value that God says of you and that God says to everyone else. When you see and know your true value and we begin to live life to the fullest, not based off of our own truth, of our own opinions, but based off of the truth of what Jesus says. The truth that when the Bible says in this story that all of heaven throws a party, it's because of you. Because you are so valued and so loved by God. It's because of them. Because they too are so loved and so valued by God. The truth that God loves people so much that He left heaven and came to earth so that you would know what is lost is of great value. And that nothing can separate you from that love. And that love has a name. And His name is Jesus. Come on, let's pray together this morning. Father God, thank You for Your great grace and mercy. Thank You that You love us so deeply that You never stop seeing our value. Lord Jesus, we repent when we have grumbled at the people you have asked us to love in your name. We repent when we have grumbled in this life you have allowed us to live. Jesus, we repent when we don't see our true value, when we don't believe that we are worth it in your eyes. And we thank you for your forgiveness. Help us, Holy Spirit, to live with hearts and minds aligned in the truth of Jesus and the spirit of Jesus that we would see people's true value and would you give us the grace to love like you do. We thank you, Lord God, that you have never stopped searching for us. We thank you that just like the woman in this story who never stopped searching until the coin was found, you, God, never stop searching until we are found to be with you. You are so good. I thank you, Lord God, for this time together. And we give you all the glory. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.